All right, uh, welcome to our Wednesday midweek service. And uh, today we have a, a, a new uh, offering. And today we're going to talk about the blind eye, the blind eye. And, you know, we, we, uh, we taught on maybe a, a different angle of this. We may even uh, revisit some of, the, some of this particular teaching or scriptures when we talked about uh, too busy to pay attention. But, uh, you know, as, I, as I've been meditating, I've been meditating on, on this particular topic for a while, so uh, you'll, you'll really uh, hear some things. And it's, it's probably going to stretch us a little bit, all of us, and challenge us because uh, we probably don't realize how we operate, how we've been um, sometimes uh, uh, cloaked or, or, or veiled into having a blind eye. Uh, some of it is selective and some of it is, is, is flat out ignorance. Um, and and so, so, so through, this, through this process, you have to ask yourself, uh, actually I was talking to somebody uh, today, I was saying, like, you know, everybody deserves an opportunity in their life where they can see clearly, totally clearly. Total, like, 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 uh, Scripture talks about having a, uh, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a, a, a sound mind. I haven't, uh, I don't have that, that particular Scripture listed for you, but it talks about a sound mind, a sober, clear thinking mind. And, how many times in our life have we afforded ourselves that? And I was sharing earlier a testimony, my testimony, how when I, when I, you know how you be running from the truth? You know, especially when you've made dumb decisions. And so, so I'm on this, I'm on this run. <laughs> you know, uh, I said, I, I said, uh, I think I even told my wife, like one day I wanted to run a marathon. This is before I broke my knee and I stopped running distance. Uh, but uh, but I guess I've been running longer than a marathon <laughs> at certain times of my life. So I'm, so I'm on this run, this real long run. Uh, and what's keeping me motivated is I don't want to embrace the truth <laughs> in, this, in this different stage of my life, right? And I got to a point where, man, truth, you know, maybe I wasn't uh, 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 exercising myself enough. So I wasn't outrunning truth. Truth was outrunning me. And then it got to a point where it passed me and it was in front of me. And so while I'm running, like, I was, you know, I thought I was running from the truth, but I was running towards the truth. And so I just had to, like, embrace the truth. And so when I did that, I realized I had to reset my life. I apologized to God. And I said, I got to start over, but I wanted to start completely over. So, so I, I, I shared this earlier with someone. I said, like when you reset, reset your computer, like it's a total reset. It goes back to factory settings. It doesn't halfway reset. Be like, it doesn't go, okay, well, tell you what, we're going to keep everything rolling like, like it's rolling. Maybe still a few viruses left, but we're going to, half of your computer going to be reset though, for real, seriously. No, no, no. It's a total reset. And I wanted a total reset, so I stopped having sex because I didn't want to have So I said, I'm not going to see nothing if I'm clouded by that. Uh, I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't in any relationship because 
that was cloud my emotions. See, I, I didn't need my sensuality and my sexuality having a voice anymore. So I shut things down where the only person that had a voice was spirituality. And uh, because for the first time in my life, I really wanted to know the truth for the first time in my life. So, so um, do you want to know or are you going to keep living this life where you really don't want to know the truth? You know, uh, see, the, the thing is, through this process, we'll recognize this blind eye is the only way we can allow a zoo full of pink elephants to be in the room. Like, like, <laughs> like we're building a zoo of pink, ele uh, pink elephants in the room. It's, it's, like, we don't have no other animals, just pink elephants. Like just sitting there, and and everybody's operating like like this zoo of elephants is not there, and and it's happening now is is throughout society. It's almost if you want to understand the culture of of what we're we're dealing with in 2020, it's basically a zoo of pink elephants, and people are like you can hear people people get paid millions of dollars to to almost talk with intellect, great wording. A wonderful script as journalists and orators. They're doing investigative reports and they'll give you all this stuff. And the whole time the elephant is right there. Like you don't need the all the uh, journalism and stuff like that. All you got to do is, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, well, you know, I've investigated and in this particular locale, we have these things located. And everybody in the room see it. There's the elephant right there. But what everybody does, they get engaged in all the 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 orator, all this the 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 swaying of words, the articulation, and sometimes the intimidation of conversation, and the whole time they're ignoring the pink elephant. Like, you ever been around family where you don't even agree? But the person came on strong and you was ready to give your difference of opinion, but they came on so strong. Okay. <laughs> like, you're, everything, like, you, you, you was like, yeah, yeah, you know, because I ain't doing that no more. I, I'm, enough is enough. Enough. I, I tell you what, today that you had your conversation with whoever could be a friend is like, yeah, I tell you, listen, because, you know, because it don't even make no sense. And your friend be like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for a while. And then you get to the conversation and a person, you be like, okay. <laughs> and you talk to you, you talk to your friend on the phone, so what happened? Well, you know, you got to understand, you know, that's just how they are. That's just how they are. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean. What I'm going to do, I tell you what, next time, though, next time they come at me like that, I'm going to say such and such. Man, stop, man. We need to stop. <laughs> you know, the thing is, we, we, we got to, we have to uh, decide it's embarrassment now or embarrassment later. See, so, so I can, if I deal with the pink elephant now, it may be a level of embarrassment. I might be a little bit uncomfortable. I, some people may even disagree, right? But if I don't deal with the, the uh, pink elephant now, now, my wife's over there going, the elephant's getting bigger. It was a baby elephant. The elephant's just getting bigger and bigger, right? So, so it's going to be embarrassment later. And this is the thing about this blind eye to the truth. 
the truth, uh, I read this quote, uh, a gentleman's last name is Flannery. Uh, I don't remember the first name. I didn't write down the first name. But it says, uh, the truth does not change according to your ability to stomach it. The truth does not change according to your ability to stomach it. The truth is the truth independent of if you, if you can handle it or not. See, we go, well, uh, uh, hey, we've seen this for years when we watch, I, I guess people probably deem them as soap operas. We used to call them the stories, <laughs> right? These are the stories. And what, what, was the, what was the number one thing you can guarantee in every story? Somebody that was a lie or a secret, and it's like, well, no, you don't want to tell them now because they're not going to be able to take it, right? And then it, and, and the whole time you'd be like, man, when they, they need to tell them. They need to tell them. And you go away, you know, you know, some, you have some serious event in your life for six months, come back, they still ain't told them. <laughs> you pick it up three years later and they still ain't told them. They still carrying that lie, right? But, but we, we follow these patterns in our life, like still carrying around these pink elephants. And so we've heard this saying, uh, turn the blind eye, right? They turn the blind eye, right? And so what I, what I realized as I was meditating on this, we've been blinding our eyes to the reality of bad choices and immorality all around us for, for years. Like, like it's immorality all around us. Like people are up in arms about uh, the symptoms, but not the root. The root is Im immorality. But won't nobody even sniff immorality, but they'll talk about the, the, the symptoms. You know, <laughs> it's, it's almost like having a rash because you're eating the wrong thing and you just keep putting ointment on. So for like the next 15 years, ointment is a part of your life. When, stop eating the food, right? That's causing a rash, right? <laughs> and so, 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 so we, we, we ignore these things or we blind our eyes to them with lines like, it's none of my business. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Hey, long as they ain't bothering me. Or the infamous, nobody's perfect. <laughs> These are our, our, our get out of telling somebody the truth cards. Get, right, uh, 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 Hope said, it don't take all that. Sorry, that, 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 you know how you get out of jail free? Get out of telling somebody the truth <laughs> card, right? And, and so, and that's how we've been operating for most of, for a long time. But we've crossed over into 2020, and now we're blinding our eyes to the righteous. We're blinding our, yeah, we're blinding our eyes to the disciplined. We're blinding our eyes to the achievers and the believers, right? So, so now we're, we're blinding our eyes to these things because if we don't see it, then it doesn't place a demand on us to leave from where we're at and get where God wants us to be. So we're doing the same thing, but we're blinding our eyes with them with lines like, holier than thou. You ain't all that. <laughs> you think you're perfect. Oh, you don't forgot where you came from. So this is the thing, like, like, why are we doing this? Because we think someone's striving for perfection or 
greatness is some type, some type of indictment on our, our process and our struggle. And so, so we, we don't want to look at our, our imperfections. That's what makes, that's what makes us great. Like, like, like rising above the, the flaws and the imperfections. That's what a, a testimony is. A testimony is not, I've been perfect my entire life. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> come on, y'all, we need to do better, right? And, and so, so we spend our whole life looking back on these imperfections and mistakes we made, uh, you know, uh, where we've been uh, and all these different things. My, my thing is, how much life do you have left to get where you have to go? See, if you, if, if you allow, you turn a blind eye to the process, to the mistakes, to the imperfections, to those that are placing a demand on you to leave there and go here, but you excuse yourself from following because of what you've been through, like how much time do you have left to even be who, be who you're supposed to be or be the person that God designed you to be? Like, like let's, let's look at the quality of time left. I always think about Pastor Mel's teaching with that timeline, man. Like, you know, because I just turned 58, she's 58. Like, like quality time left. I was talking to a friend of mine, Ronnie Stokes, he was talking about that. Quality time. Like, like, like we, and, and the thing is, so suppose you're nowhere near what your purpose to do, right? So the quality time left has to figure in, you got to get to where you're supposed to be Go through your tests, trials, tribulations, wilderness process. Learn from those things to even just get on the road to now building what God planned for you to build in your life. All right, so, so just, uh, okay, I'm just, I'm just uh, setting a little foundation here. And, and, and I think about this like, like when people just turn the blind eye, like, like, they focus on you when you're, when you're jacked up, when you're tripping, you're messing up. They, they locked in on you. Cause, and and, and you, you, ever, you ever been in this situation where a person, like, when you're not handling your business, you need to handle your business. You need to get yourself together. You need to do this. So people are focused on every little thing. seems like every little thing you do wrong. And why you ain't doing it? Oh, Keith, I, it, I can't believe he's still doing this. And then, then almost they scare you from coming around them because you know they're going to talk about what you don't want to talk about because you're turning a blind eye to it, but they locked in on it. But the amazing thing I've noticed is when you reset your life and get yourself together, where's all that focus? Where's all that focus on your exhale? Like, 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 like when you were falling, everybody's paying attention. But they're paying attention like, we just want to help you get yourself together. You get yourself together, where they at now? And, and I, so I was thinking about this. <laughs> I think about a lot of things. Like, it's almost like, a, uh, it's almost like this. It's like a sparrow mentality. Like, like, so, for example, it's amazing how most people will stay with you all the way to the bottom. Right? But rarely can people stay with you all the way to the top. Like, they're with you on your way down. I just want to be here for you. But they're not with you on your, as you climb. 
climb. And, and, and what it is is some people have a sparrow mentality. And if you, if you know anything about sparrows, they actually eat from the other bird's wings. Like they'll be pecking at the bugs on the eagle's wings. And so, so, so that mentality uh, is they're plucking at your wings until they can't handle the altitude. And then they just, they just jump off. And we're going to see how this ties into a blind eye here in a, um, in a minute because we're, the whole thing is we want to spend some time in truth. The most uncomfortable thing for all of us in truth. And we want to break free from lies. Our lies, their lies, everybody lies. We want to break free from lies. We want to break free from, hey, hey, denial. See, turning a blind eye uh, is another word we can call it, denial. We want to break from the denial. You know what denial is? I don't want to hear the truth, right? I don't want to see the truth. Guess what? And I definitely don't want to speak the truth. You know, you got the little monkeys that go like this, like this, like this, right? That, that's denial. I, listen, I, 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 don't want, I don't want to hear the truth. I don't want to see the truth. And I definitely don't want to speak the truth. I'm a, listen, I don't want to talk about the pink elephants. I'm going to pretend they're not there, you know, because I, I, I want everybody to like me. And so we have to break through a denial, and then we have to break through deception. We have to break through deception. Deception is I believe lies. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> That's what deception is. And we have to break free from deception's cousin, and that's delusion. See, so deception is I believe lies and I can't see, right? Delusion is I fight for a lie I don't want to see. <laughs> deception is I believe lies I can't see, right? Delusion is I fight for a lie I don't want to see. Delusion is I'm protecting the blindness. And so, so as we get into this, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, go to Galatians six, Galatians six, and I want to ask this question: How can we be surprised by an harvest? By an har a harvest we've sown for. How can we be surprised by a harvest we sown for? So I want to ask that question, and then I'm going to read this scripture, and we'll tie it into what we're talking about today. So Galatians 6, a familiar scripture, starting with verse 7. It says, look, be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. Now remember... Why are we surprised when we receive a harvest for what we've sown? This says, whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. So when you see certain reapings in our lives, it's because of what we've sown. It says, for he that soweth to, to his flesh shall reap, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit of the spirit reap life everlasting. Then verse 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So now this is giving us, a, this is saying God's not mocked. God's not tricked, fooled. 
you basically reaping what you sow. But it's saying that if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap up the flesh corruption. So why feed the flesh? If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. But then it says, hey, be not weary, what it's saying, in sowing to the spirit. You'll reap if you faint not, if you don't give up. But if you're weary with sowing to the spirit and you start sowing to the flesh, you're going to reap a harvest. The challenge is when we get the harvest, we're going, where did this come from? Like we're in denial. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. And then we get mad at God. See, 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 man, like, really? You tell me to bleed God? Look what I'm going through right now. How am I supposed to bleed God and I'm going through this? And I'm, I'm just being real with y'all. Everybody in the room is going, okay, is, is it me? Maybe I'm. The people, you, you ever talk to people and they, they so up in arms, you go, well, maybe I'm tripping because I would have thought this was the seeds you sow. <laughs> but, but, but they so mad, you'd be like, maybe they didn't sow those seeds. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, <laughs> they got you thinking you're crazy, right? But, but, but it's, that, it's that blind eyes. That person is blind to, I just sowed these seeds. And the whole time, when I was here and I, I could reap the harvest, I was like, well, I'll just cross that bridge when I get there. Then you get to the bridge, you'll be like, who put this bridge here? Why is this bridge here and why do I have to cross it? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing, man. It's amazing. So it's so... <laughs> Did you not expect that harvest? Why are you surprised? Did you not expect that harvest? You sowed those seeds. It's amazing how we desire a harvest of needs when we've sown selfish seeds. It's amazing how we desire a harvest. Like, because we want the harvest to meet our needs, but we've sown selfish seeds. Selfish seeds don't produce a harvest that meets your needs, right? You've already cheated yourself from that when you decided to sow selfish seeds. And so, so the root or the truth that produces, that, that produce the present results, in, in, in most of the cases, the present results of the harvest, the standard is right in the face. The root or the truth that produce the results that we're seeing is staring us right in the face, but something in us wants us to turn a blind eye. And so, so, so it's staring us all right in the face, but the ignorant have closed their eyes to it. I can't see. Now, this, I don't understand why this is happening, right? Denial has tried to pretend it away. So ignorant closed their eyes. Denial has tried to pretend it away. Selfishness, the selfish don't realize they've sown for it. But the faithful expect it. The faithful expect, even if they sow bad seeds, they go, I know where this came from. I know where this came from. Hey, guarantee you won't be sowing those seeds no more. They, they're, not, they're not condemned. They're not down. They don't feel, oh, my God, my whole life is over. They just go, hey. Like, I see a lot of different things. Um, actually, I'll share this transparently. Even when we started the church, we first started the church, and we was at the dance studio, and waiting on people to come to church, right? And sometimes people will come late. Sometimes people won't come at all. Ask my wife. I wasn't upset. You know why? I saw it before. I, I've seen, I saw that before. Me. 
that was me. You know, I'd, I'd be like, you know, I, sometimes I come when I felt like it, and then sometimes I, I take my time and come to church. When I first started coming to church, so I was like, wow. Like, like, we had a conversation back then. I said, wow, like, this is basically a harvest of seeds sown. But, but I couldn't deny it. I couldn't go, what's wrong with these people? Ain't nothing wrong with the people. <laughs> They're a harvest of the seeds you sow, right? So the faithful expect it, right? See, truth is speaking to everybody on, 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 online, everybody on Facebook, everybody on YouTube, everybody on the website. Everybody's going to be is viewing. If you're viewing this on, on a Thursday, it's speaking to you too, right? Everybody in the room. But, but some of us, uh, the truth is always speaking, but some, some people are just in the building or just in the room that they're in right now, right? Very few people are present. Some people are just in the building. Very few people are present. That means in the building, but attentive. Only the wise are listening. The great will apply it. The chosen will reproduce from it. So the truth is being communicated to everybody right now. And every time God is speaking, the truth is always speaking. Some people are just in the building as a checkoff. Some, very few people are present, like in the building, but present, like attentive, right? Only the wise are really listening, right? The great will not just listen, they'll apply it. The chosen will reproduce it. But the truth is being communicated to everyone. The scripture says the word, we received, we both received the word, but it didn't profit them like it profited us because they didn't attach their faith to it, right? So they, everybody in the room got the same word, but some didn't attach their faith to it. So this is the thing. Um, the adversary wants us blind. And he wants us to turn a blind eye. He, like, like society has created a culture of, pressure that if you speak the truth in love or if you talk about the pink elephant you're ostracized or like what's wrong with you like like but uh so I, I was sharing this with somebody earlier I was like so so uh mostly I know my history so when I when I first came uh reunited with my family I actually triangulated to dad and realized it's 44 years ago uh <laughs> so yeah, it was 44 years ago. I just realized that. But, but I, I remember I graduated from eighth grade. So when I graduate, every time I graduated, I was always younger than everybody because my birthday's in August. So I was 13. I was going to turn 14 in August. And so you always hear me say 13 going to 14. But when I show up in my family, now, mind you, I'm, I, I'm not, you, you don't, I don't know because I, I haven't interviewed everybody but I wasn't orientated into my family. So it wasn't like, you know, I had to sit in the room, go do some videos or some instruction to orientate, okay, now this is how you're gonna have to flow with the Bradleys, you know. No, no, I'm just showing up. And so I say what I see. <laughs> I just told you I was 13 going on 14. But because when you put a young man and you put him off in a, in a corner of observation, What's training is, 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 is the ability to pay attention because he ain't got nothing else to do. Everybody's his movie. Like he, 
If he's busy doing something, he's too busy to pay attention. But in this particular case, since nobody paying him no mind, he has to engage himself because he ain't going to learn nothing because in a lot of cases, nobody's going to stop to go, okay, now when you do this, young man, you want to do this. You, you figuring it out. Okay, so they did that like this. So, so my, my awareness was heightened. Mind you, God made me to be a, a, a preacher, so he equipped me with the ability to discern and see some things already. I ain't know all that. So, <laughs> so, so now I walk into a family, what do you think? I'm seeing things I'm not used to, things that didn't line up with the logic that I, so I was like, so, so, so basically there's pink elephants, but respectfully, nobody's tripping, nobody's evil, everybody's operating the way their household or their family, op, the family operates. I just don't know what that is. So I'm like, hey, 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 what about this pink elephant over there? So I mean, my dad, my dad be like, hey, 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 you got a smart mouth. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, well, I was just pointing out, instead of doing that, you might want to do this. Oh, here, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I said what I saw. That doesn't mean everything I saw was correct, but what I'm saying is, I'm the dude, if anybody in the room was going to talk about the pink elephant, it was going to be me. Not because I was better than nobody, I wasn't indoctrinated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, and actually in a lot of arenas I go to, I'm like that. I say, hey, what about that over there? She like that. She like that. I'm not by myself. She's like that. My wife would say something in the heart. She'd say some stuff I wouldn't even think of saying. It's like, babe, you might not want to say it exactly like that. Right? But my whole point is, that's really, like we're designed, walk in liberty, right? To be free. Right? To talk about the pink elephants. Like, like, how do you want, like, if you keep telling me, hey, 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 we're not supposed to talk about that. that. Listen, that pink elephant is irritating me because you just told me not to talk about it because you said not to talk about it, but you didn't explain why the elephant is there in the first place. I just, hey, hey, I just want to understand. Can we all just get along? Right? And so, so, so. So, but, but this is a system that the adversary, you know, to my business and, and I keep stuff to myself or, or the, that all, look, the scripture says, let your light shine. Explain all this, uh, my business, I keep to myself, I'm behind the scenes, uh, I'm just like type person, I don't like to talk about stuff like that. You take that elephant, line it up with the truth, Matthew, when it says, don't hide your candle under a bushel, let it shine. Help me out now. Just, if, you could, if you could explain how all of your little, uh, I keep them back to myself, this, that, and the other, I'm behind the scenes, this, that, line it up with that and I'm good. Because it said, let your light shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. If you could explain that, okay, maybe you can't explain it. Maybe you can't explain how it lines up. Explain to me how you can Turn the blind eye to that scripture. That's all I want to know. Hey, I'll leave you alone. Hey, you can text. You can, hey, when they put up the prayer line, you can, you can email. A lot of y'all got my number. You can call the number. Hey, you got to at your service website. You can write it on there. Hey, matter of fact, take a chat now. You can put it in chat. Hey, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> 
we, we won't even, I will never teach anything like this ever again if you can explain that. All right? Now that we got that out the way, let's talk about what the adversary does. See, see, so now I'm saying God wants us to let our light shine. When your light's shining, things are exposed, right? Right? It's out in the open. Like, like it's, see, when we did our dirt, we did it in the dark. So I said, I'm going to be transparent. So when I was like, when I decided, when I first decided not to have sex till I get married, I got married, I, I was used to having sex, right? And so, so I had to get through this battle of, por of pornography. I had never had to deal with it before because I wasn't trying not to have sex. Just, oh, we can, can we talk about that? Well, I've already talked about it, too late. All right, so, so my whole point is, but this is like back in the day. This ain't now. You could, you, could, you could do a lot more in secret. But then you had to, you had to sneak to get videos, you know what I'm saying? Because there ain't want nobody to see you. It wasn't, it wasn't out in the open. I wasn't walking around. Yo, man, what's happening? Video right in my hand. How you doing, man? Yeah, look, I just got such and such, man. Nah, and then they had like at the, I'm just being real with y'all. At the video store, they had this, uh, they had the, you had the regular videos, and then they had these like, the beads, or the curtain, the beads, where you had to slip and do <laughs> and get the others. But you, but you kind of, he's looking at the regular movies, but you kind of, yeah, you kind of eased your way and then slipped in and then you just didn't come out. You know, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the stuff that we would, we've done that's wrong, we did it in the dark now. My wife said covert. We did it in the dark, man. This, some of the stuff y'all doing right now, don't nobody know. Listen, if, 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 if you think it's, see, it's anything that's, that's worth doing is worth sharing. If it's worth doing, it's worth sharing. So, my, so what I mean is, why are you hiding? If you believe it's right, why are you hiding it? Put it on blast. Let everybody see. So, so why are you hiding? Why are you sneaking? Why are you slipping and dipping? <laughs> right? Okay. All right. There you go. All right. So what? what, what so, 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 see, the adversary wants to blind us, but God wants us to see, right? And uh, like, like even when, if you think about this, uh, uh, the adversary wants to create fear, false evidence appearing real. Remember when the, the kings was after uh, Elijah, because Elijah could see, man. So he could see things to come. And he was telling his king, oh, man, you probably won't go down there because if you go down there, they're going to be waiting for you with an ambush. The king was like, cool. And so the other king set up, man, this dude was sharp, strategic plan. Okay, what are we going to do? We ambush him over here, get him here, and we'll have to deal with that king no more. And they be like, uh, sir, uh, they actually went another direction. Well, how would they know that this is the direction we've, we've done our intelligence. They go this way all the time. How would they know? And then they went another way. He said, man, he said, okay, hold on. I'm about to kill one of y'all because one of y'all is working for them. They said, nah, man, he got a man of God with him. That man of God is telling them what you thinking in your dreams. He said, oh, well, I got a new strategy. We taking out the, the man of God. Forget the king. We'll take out the man of God. Brought all, 
Three kingdoms get together for one man. His servant says, Master, look, man, it's, it's, look at it. We're going to perish. He said, Elijah didn't flinch. He said, Lord, open his eyes so he could see. He saw not just in the natural, he saw in the supernatural chariots roundabout. Right? If you keep looking at it, he, he, he let the Lord to splat, he let the Lord smite the kings blind and walk them into the enemy's camp. See, see, blindness is not for us. We have to see. That's why, you know, like you deserve the right to know that you know that you know you see and clearly you hear clearly from God. But you can't trust it if you're intoxicated by the things of the world. You can't trust it, man. And that's why you're depressed. And, uh, I'm in this tough situation. I don't know what to do. Yes, because you've allowed blindness and you can't do that. See, the scripture says we've, uh, now we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we see in part, but then we'll see even as we're known by God, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 12, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 12. That should be up on the screen for you guys, right? Right, so, 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 so looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So what it's saying is because we're born in sin, we're subject to have this blind eye. But God is hoping that we soak ourselves up with the word. It clears our lenses and we live a life where we see clearly. Like we're, we're guessing. Like we're, we're, we're making guess decisions that's going to shape the rest of our lives. We're making sensual and sexual decisions that's going to shape the rest of our lives because we're not led of the spirit. We're turning a blind eye to the, the unction of the Holy One by taking on all these intoxications, these lust and different things. It's creating a blind eye where the Holy Spirit's talking and we're hitting override. God's talking and we're hitting override. God speaks in his word and a person hears that and go, yeah, man, that's a good scripture. But nothing in them says, I got to line myself up with that. We turn a blind eye from God's truth or we decide which of the truth we want to follow or worse than that, our mind flips it into a truth that justifies our compromise, justifies us not keeping our vows, justifies us not being accountable and responsible. Man, stop, stop. I'm not trying to hear it. Sell that bridge to somebody else. I'm not buying it. All right, let's go to Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1. See, we got we to gotta wake up. We got to clear that blind eye, right? And, 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 and we got we to gotta create a passion to stay in truth, not to run and hide from the truth or twist the truth to suit our compromise. Or twist the truth to suit our compromise. Somebody out there said, could you repeat that? All right, so, so Ephesians 1.18. It says, look, look, look now, now this is a wonderful passage. Uh, you have some time, just read through it, uh, especially 18 through 23. Um, but, uh, well, you know, let's start, we're going to focus on 18, but let's start at 16. It says, it says, uh, 
uh, cease not to give thanks for you. Basically, Paul saying, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He says that the God of, now, now this is what he's talking about in his prayers because this is after the semicolon. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, look, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Reveal some things to you. It says, look, after the colon, the eyes of your understanding, he's still continuing that sentence now. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what the hope of his calling is and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And I'll just keep reading. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So the goal is for the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, not for us to get blinder and blinder and blinder. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Romans 12, I don't have that scripture. I know they don't have that scripture uh, um, for you because I didn't put it in there. But Romans 12, too, talks about uh, Romans, let me see. Uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? The message says, don't fit into the world without thinking about it. Listen, what it's saying is, don't, fit, don't turn a blind eye to them trying to pull you into their fit. Don't turn a blind eye to them trying to pull you into their fit and, and pulling you out of God's fit for your life. We're supposed to be fitly joined in the kingdom, not fitly joined in the world. Like, 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 we're going to talk about this maybe, uh, not, uh, maybe not next week, the week after, but uh, the whole fitting in thing. Because, see, the whole blind eye, you need a blind eye to try to fit into them and despising him, God, right? So anyway, so uh, let's go to Ephesians 4. This is pretty interesting, too. Uh, verse 18 again. It says, having the understanding darkened, you know, basically a blind eye, look, being alienated from the life of God, look, through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. Being alienated from the life of God. See, see, because of the ignorance. See, see, having a blind eye to the life of God and how to harmonize with it, and, and justifying every excuse not to stay in the stat, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, let's see, let's go to... <sighs> Probably not going to get to the scripture I really want to share, so the passage I really wanted to share. So I'll be obedient and I'll take my time. How about that? So let's go to Luke 12. I really want to get to Isaiah so bad, but but uh, I'll be patient. I'll be patient. And maybe the Lord will still have me get to it. What did I say? Luke 12. And so as we go through this, we'll realize that that some of turning the blind eye you know, you hear it a lot. You might watch a movie or, or they talk about it with the, with, the, with the Good Samaritan, right? 
everybody before the Good Samaritan turned a blind eye to the person on the road. The Good Samaritan took the, he, he, see, he couldn't ignore the person. So he actually said, man, I, I got to do something for him. Took him into the inn, said, take care of him. Whatever it costs you, when I come back, I'll pay you. But everybody else turned a blind eye. Well, it's the same thing, like, like we'll find out that as we go through this is, like, we've been turning a blind eye to God's standard of living. Scripture says, if they continue on my word and deed, right? Those that love me keep my commandments. But we've been, like, almost as soon as we hear keep my commandments, immediately a blinder goes up. I love the Lord. <laughs> like, 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 Scripture says, uh, you have need of patience after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. We'll turn a blind eye to doing the will of God. It'll be like, well, I'm just waiting on the promises. The promises are coming. I know they come. I don't understand why the promises didn't get here yet. Like we just totally ignored after you've done the will of God. We've totally ignored you have need of patience after you've done the will of God. You have need of patience. Not if you decide to be patient, it's cool. But after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It says you have need of patience. That's Hebrews 10.36. I'm sorry I don't have that for you. It's just, it's just coming out here, right? Like, like we're ignoring some of these things. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. This is, this is obedience is in there, isn't it? All right, so verse 35, Luke 12, 35. It says, it says let your loins be girded about and let your lights burning, and your lights burning. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. This, this is lock in here. And this is shine your light bright. Lights burning, lights burning. It says, and ye yourself like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Who will open the door immediately if somebody's knocking? They at the door. You know, like when you're waiting for your, your, your package, I was about to say the name of the company that sends it, right? But you know, when you wait for your package, like you heard the truck and you at the door. You wait for the because <laughs> you're trying to get your package, right? It says, so that person's waiting at the door. They're, they're attentive, they're alert. Verse 37 says, blessed, blessed. That person got a lot of favor going out in front of them. Are those servants whom whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will, and will come forth and serve them. It says the Lord is going to serve them, those that have been watching and waiting. And it says, that, and if he come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. It says, don't make a difference. When he come, they... They're alert. They're watching. They don't have a blind eye. They're attentive. It says, and, and this, uh, was it verse 39? And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Keep that in mind. It says, be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Right? And then it says, uh, man, this is a lot. 
right, but I'll have to read it. All right, so 41, it says, Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speaketh thou this parable unto us or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward who his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season, their harvest, basically? It says, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But, and if the servants say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to, to beat the men servants and the maid servants, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken. It says, the Lord of that, that creating blind spots, it says, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in asunder and appoint of and and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. So somebody else will get your stuff. And and that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. It says, but he that knew not and did, and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with a few stripes. So the person that really was genuinely ignorant, not the person that turned a blind eye, the person that was genuinely ignorant, still going to get some consequences, but not as much as the person that know better. You read it. He told you. And you still did what you wanted to do. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required, and to whom men to whom men have committed much, him they will ask more. I'm come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? Listen to, listen to that scripture. He says, I'm coming to send fire. So in other words, you know, the Bible says uh, guys are all consuming fire. So he's coming to burn out the, the wrong, right? Right, the purify, right? Well, he says, I don't have to use fire if it's, the flame is already hot. That the scripture opens up by saying that, that gird up your loins, right, and, 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 and your, your light is burning. So you are, see, see uh, uh, the Bible says darkness can't master light. So if your light is bright, darkness is running, period. If you got, listen, so, so, so I know this is back in the day for some of us. When you turn the light on, the roaches ran, right? Right, same principle. If, that, if, if, the light, if the light is on bright, the roaches of darkness are running away. But what he's saying is, I don't have to use too much light because you light enough. But if your light ain't burning, if you turned a blind eye, allowed yourself to drink with the, get all consumed with drunkenness, I'm gonna show up and, and I gotta expose What's right next to you? It's right next to you. And you haven't exposed it because you turned a blind eye to it. If, you, if your light's shining, trust me, the conviction enough to have people change. Right? Right? Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, hi. Right. So 50, it says, but I have, it says, but I have a baptized and baptized with and, and how I am, I don't normally read all this. How I'm straightened till it, uh, till it be accomplished. Suppose ye that I come to give peace on the earth. What he's saying, I, I think you think I've come to bring peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. He says, 
from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Now, y'all might think, what in the world is he talking about? What he's saying is, when that light shines, it's a clear division of who is with me and who's not. And it ain't based on if it's your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your friend, your boy that you're cool with. It's based on who's harmonizing with God. That's why we was talking about morality earlier. That we stay on this surface of the symptoms and ignore the root of reality. We turn a blind eye to morality. Most, all our craziness that we see is, more, is immorality. Well, ain't nobody talking about that. No light shining on the morality. They sh like I said, you shining your light on the rash, not on the food the person ate to cause the rash. Right? So this is what he's saying. He's saying, he said, listen, y'all think I'm coming to, it's a kumbaya, kumbaya. No, I'm coming to go, whoa, no, 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 no. I don't care if that is your mama. They're not living right. I don't care if that's your cousin. They're not living right. No, no, no. It, but, but, but you, God, don't you love everybody? I sure do, and I'm about to show you what love is. That person's getting chastised. <laughs> no, you can run right over there and get, take their stripes for them. Get going. You know, be like pleasure. Remember, we got <laughs> to take your brother's paddles. See, see, this is the, the tough part. Blind minds, when you train yourself to have a blind eye, Listen, you're training yourself not to see. We're supposed to be fighting to see. And you can't turn it on and off. You train yourself not to see, you won't be able to see when you want to. That's what's dangerous about. You train yourself to see. And even when, you, when, when, when the devil tries to make you blind, you'll see through that mess, right? So blind minds can't see understanding. And remember we talked about it's important for us to understand everything. We talked about that uh, Sunday in uh, the uh, crucial unpopular decisions. So, so, so blind minds can't see understanding. Blind minds ignoring pink elephants, blind spots, naivety, denial, intimidation, all these things. Um, this is the thing, like blind minds are, are weird because they'll, this, like, they'll, they'll spend all their time looking for what's wrong with others, almost not to see what's wrong with themselves. What the scripture says, take the mold out of your own eye. Like, a person that spend their whole time, they're diversion. I know people. You know I know you. They spend their whole time, I can't believe they're doing that, they're doing that. And the whole time, they got skeletons, pink elephants, uh, orange giraffes, everything lined up all behind them. And they're like, what? Like, I, I know this irritates you, like when you're trying to tell somebody, you say, okay, you work yourself up, you say, you know, I'm going to tell them the truth, you know, because nobody won't tell them I'm telling the truth, so you start telling them the truth, and they go, what? What are you talking, huh? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. So then you like, you feel like an idiot, you're like, well, did, did I get the right information, the right intelligence? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a hustle move, y'all. <laughs> you know... <laughs> See, 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 so we have to ask ourselves sometimes, are people being rebellious or are we intimidating? See, see, you could be a blind eye, have a blind eye till you're intimidating. 
It could be your package, not necessarily. They could, they could be rebelling or running from your package, <laughs> right? So, so we have to look at everything. Um, I, I, was, I was watching this movie, and uh, they said this, uh, uh, this person was trying to talk to somebody to help them to see. And they said, uh, they said, you're so deep in the maze, you can't see over the wall. So you're so in deep, you don't even know you're in a maze. Because <laughs> so, you can't see over the wall, you're in deep. You're, you're not a perspective to see. So you're blind to the fact that you run around in circles. <laughs> like, and, 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 and seeing that's, 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 that's dangerous. And so, so as we talk about this, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to challenge some false peace, uh, I pulled that phrase from the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, but it talks about dealing with the 90% on the, on the, at the root as opposed to focusing on the 10% that's on the surface. It uses a glacier. Glacier, 10% of it is, is, is on the, above the water, but 90% of that mountain is beneath the water. And it talks about that in that book and how, like a lot of times we're in situations where, you know, you, you know how you... Uh, well, I just want to keep the peace, but it's false peace because you don't even believe, you don't, you're not even in agreement. So that's false peace or, or, or it's another way of being in denial or what I call pretended peace. It's, it's pretend peace. You know, Scripture says uh, he'll keep them in perfect peace. Was Isaiah 26, 3. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3. Yeah, he'll keep them in perfect peace of his mind and stay on him. I wasn't guessing. <laughs> All right, All right. So, 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 we want God's peace in His presence, not false peace or peace because I wasn't the one to tell the person the truth to get any pushback, right? That's not, that's not real peace. After you, you present the truth, there is going to be some flare-ups, but just like after the, the calm is after the storm. You'll have true peace on the other side of that because ain't nothing hanging over nobody. You spoke the truth and the love. Some people are going to receive it. Some people don't. So we got to get out of this denial. I, I just want to give you this, uh, Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. So we're going to talk about false peace. We're going to talk about speaking the truth and love. We're going to talk about Embracing the truth that sometimes we can be in denial to. Sometimes we're not helping people. When I was a real little kid, I rushed out of the house and didn't brush my teeth. Like brushing, brushing my teeth. Like I was so bu busy in a rush to, to get to where I wanted to go. Like I thought that it was a menial chore. Like it wasn't. Man, I ain't got nobody, nobody got time to do this. I'm going to have to, you know, they, they could be throwing the first touchdown pass. You know, I got to get out there, you know. Um, well, what I didn't know is, well, because I wasn't brushing my teeth, there's all types of food and stuff in my mouth. I had, I had bad breath. So, so, but I was walking around for quite some time with bad breath, and ain't nobody telling me. And so one day I was cracking jokes. I was just playing around with this young lady. He's just playing around. I wrote some stuff. Playing, just playing. And the letter I got back, <laughs> it was like, I know you ain't talking. You bad breaths. 
<laughs> I was I read the letter, I was like, where did this come from? And then come to find out the whole time, like it was and, I, and so you know how you have flashbacks? I have flashbacks one day we was walking. I'm just transparent. Like, I don't have nothing to hide. This is back in the day. One day we was walking. Uh, just came out of the house, and we were supposed to walk to school together. So I come out the house, and we start walking together. As soon as I got next to the person, she pulled out some lifesavers and gave me, like, eight of them. <laughs> I never got it. No, no, here, take another one. <laughs> No, 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 here. You t- no, no, hey, you know what? I'm being benevolent. You can have <laughs> But the trip is, I needed that truth. <laughs> She'll tell you now, you're brushing my teeth religiously. <laughs> I, I got power teeth, toothbrushes. I got, I, I, hey, I might be tired. But I ain't too tired to brush my teeth. She'd be like, baby, you're pretty diligent about brushing teeth. <laughs> had a traumatic experience. <laughs> but, but, but my point is, see, I can share that because it's the truth. Like, it, it, like if, if somebody would have told me, they wouldn't have been lying. It would have hurt, but I wouldn't have been lying. They'd be like, bruh, for real. No, seriously. No, 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 for real. Go back in the house. <laughs> no, 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 we'll wait. <laughs> Look, game delay. You know what I'm saying? It's not rain. We gotta make sure keep brushing teeth. <laughs> yeah, you're in a huddle. Hey, hey. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. <laughs> I couldn't hear the play, man. I couldn't hear the play. I couldn't hear the play, man. It's that fog. <laughs> anyway, oh, where did that come from? Proverbs one, right? Because we got to end. Proverbs 1. Oh, Jesus Christ. I right, see, I, I love sharing my life with you. I'm, I'm glad you can. <laughs> He's like, boy, you, was, you went through it, didn't you? Sure did. Proverbs 1, 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the reverence of the Lord. It says, but fools despise wisdom and knowledge. Basically, uh, another version says, they thumb their noses at discipline and maturity to stay childish. They thumb their noses at discipline and maturity to stay childish. Basically, they turned a blind eye to the wisdom of God. And, 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 and so, so they shift over to, see, if you turn your eyes, your eyes blind to the wisdom of God, at that point, you've just converted yourself from the wisdom of God to your own understanding. You didn't say, hey, I'm going to go by my own understanding. The fact that you, what it takes for you to turn away what God has to say is your own understanding. For you to go, nah, I don't need that. That's your understanding. For you to go, yeah, but that doesn't have nothing to do with me. That's your understanding. And once you start leaning to your own understanding, that's when you can deceive yourself and oppose yourself. Right, so so we're gonna spend some uh, at least a cu- couple weeks, I think, um, uh, talking about the blind eye, um, and and hopefully, man, take notes, write it down, embrace the challenge. Like, don't don't run, don't run because we can't go any further in not having what God has for us. I'm gonna tell you right now, me and Pastor Melanie as pastors, God is 
has positioned us to empower and to position others. And so, so whether nobody's paying attention, we work hard to almost like, uh, hint, hint, <laughs> you know, like because we see every, what God is doing and we don't want nobody to miss it. But some people are so stuck in their own understanding, like, like they're fighting against what they say they want. And then they come up with all these plans and schemes and, and, that, like, and, and they, they got a path. Like they, they, they got this thing mapped out. It ain't got nothing to do with God's will. It's a nice deed. There's a level of success involved. You'll get some accolades, but you won't be fulfilled if it's not God's will. Ah, listen, you ain't getting around that. And so we watch this and be like, like every time we be we about to make a movie, like, uh. And if you tell us it's something you're going to do, we'll be like, okay, we'll be praying for you. That's all we could do. We can't go, don't do that. Because you can't make decisions because we told you not to do it. It has to be you, first of all, in your relationship with God, God gives you an unction and flow in a certain direction. So if we say anything, it's confirmation. It's not like, like, Okay, I'm doing this because he said. Oh, no, when I was asked to work with the youth ministry, I already had a dream. I had a dream and God said, you chasing these kids at, at correction, uh, in the dream, he told me to turn around and it was all these kids from the church chasing me. I went to have breakfast with the pastor. I, I, I just had the dream. I said, okay, we'll see what that has anything to do with. And we sat down and he says, well, uh, I just want you to pray about something. I want you to pray about being a part of the youth ministry. I said, well, I don't need to pray. <laughs> I just had the dream. As soon as he said it, I knew what the dream meant. You see what I'm saying? But it wasn't like, uh, youth ministry, huh? <sighs> okay, buddy. Um, if you say so. No, nah, it's not like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, 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 so that's enough, right? That's enough.